Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode where we are talking about staying stuck and playing the waiting game in midlife. We're gonna put a different spin on the way you usually think about it too, so get ready. Okay, a couple of things before we get started. First, I wanna follow up on an issue that a few listeners wrote to me about that they couldn't see all of the Women in the Middle podcast episodes listed on iTunes, only the most recent 100. Now, I assumed that this was an iTunes thing. I didn't think there was a workaround, you know, like just deal with it, that sort of a quirk. But a couple of weeks ago, one of my amazing coach colleagues contacted me because she wanted to listen to an earlier podcast episode herself, and it wasn't listed there because of the 100 thing. So she reached out and told me about it, and also how to fix it. I took her note and I sent it to my podcast guy right away and boom, done. (laughs) So now if you're looking for those earlier episodes on iTunes, no problem, scroll away and they are there. You could always find them on my website, but now it's easy to find on iTunes too. And she has a cool podcast herself that you will love if your dirty little secret is that you watch The Bachelor. (laughs) It's called The Bachelor Life Coach with Lynn Grogan. And it's all about life coaching after the final rose. So if that is up your alley, you may want to check that out. Now, on a musical note, I wanted to give you a bit of backstory about the intro and outro music for my show. You may have noticed that it's a little different than typical self-help music. It's low on woo. (laughs) It's upbeat and features a saxophone. This was quite intentional, but also quite challenging to find music that suited my personality, personal brand, and tone of the show. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that marching band was a big deal for me in my formative years and that I played saxophone. This music is a nod to that important part of my past. And as I mentioned, this music is low on woo. It's low on sounding spiritual or like you're at a massage appointment or yoga studio. I wanted to make sure it wasn't too much like that, like woo-woo sounding, because I wanted the music to reflect how accessible these concepts are that I teach and how easy it is to use them to change your life. You can use the skills and you can live midlife on purpose. You really can. And finally, the music is upbeat. Being upbeat and positive is part of who I am. Seriously, I'm silly. And for sure, I'm a glasses half full kind of gal. (laughs) I'm serious, but silly. And one of the most common things I hear from listeners and clients is how much they appreciate the upbeat nature of the show, the upbeat tone. I mean, really, the mental work we're doing is challenging enough, right? So it's so great to put it all in positive and upbeat context for you. I do that on purpose, uh, but it's easy for me because it's just really how I look at life. It's who I am. So there you go. And the other thing is that I take music very seriously. I love music. And actually, today's show is the reason a song is stuck in my head, too. And it's not my podcast theme music. 
The name of today's topic is the cost of staying stuck and playing the waiting game in midlife. The waiting game reminds me of a TV show that we grew up on. Do you know what I'm thinking about? <laughs> It's the dating game. I know we were kids when it was on, but I totally remember the music and the groovy set. So I consulted the Google, and a YouTube audio clip came up right away. And boom, stuck in my head. Remember that big trombone? <laughs> so funny. So I've included the link in the show notes if you want to get it stuck in your head too. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. We are talking about the cost of playing the stuck waiting game today. <laughs> yes, I get that you may feel stuck. Yes, I also get that. It can feel really confusing when you're in this space, just asking questions about what to do over and over again, and answering those questions spinning around in your mind over and over again with things like "I don't know," "I don't know what I should do." You also catch yourself thinking that you just wish someone smarter than you would tell you what to do and solve your problems already. <laughs> But my amazing friend, notice what else is happening: nothing, nada, zilch. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina can't help you now. Now that was a monkey's reference. Since we're talking about music on today's show, I thought you might get a kick out of that little blast from the past too. Never mind the furthermore, the plea is self-defense. Oh my, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> But as I was saying, this big old spin doesn't get you anywhere. You're still stuck. You don't have clarity, no progress, no momentum. Another huge time that this comes up is when you think of having to make a decision and you're stuck. You're just thinking about the pros and the cons, what you might gain and what you might lose if you go one way or another. But the thing is that there is something else going on. It's huge, but rarely considered. The other thing that's happening is that you are tallying up a loss column in your stuck waiting game too. It's not just the fear of making a decision to proceed in a certain direction and then making a mistake that you didn't make the right decision. I know that's what many of you are thinking about. Oh no, it is worse than that. You're also building up your loss column with the cost of your stuckness, a lost opportunity cost to you about not getting unstuck, not unsticking yourself, and this can be huge and very impactful. Here's what I mean. I think that there are six important ways that the cost of staying stuck is a problem. The first way is feeling sheepish, because you realize you're actually waiting for a fairy godmother or something to save you, somebody, something, and pull you out of feeling so stuck, rather than taking care of business yourself. When you think about how this makes you feel. You may not be so happy about this, and really remember where do feelings come from? They weigh in for you in a very deep way because of your thinking. When you're feeling stuck, it is coming from your thinking. So you're either thinking I'm stuck, and that creates this feeling of stuckness, or it might even be another feeling. It might be depressed, down, lost, hopeless. Who knows? So feeling stuck is either something that you're thinking about, like you're thinking I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, or you're creating that feeling of, you know, not being able to move, just like stuck, stagnant, and that's coming from a thought. 
So they're very tied up. As you know, we talk about it all the time in here. Thoughts create feelings. But really think about it as a, a thought. It comes up for so many of you as a thought. I'm stuck. Now, the second thing I want you to notice is that not feeling potential pride that you would feel by accomplishing the things that are really important to you is also a cost. It's a cost. Not feeling potential pride, being proud of yourself for accomplishing things that are important to you. The third thing is actually hurting yourself by staying small because you know deep in your soul that you're meant for more. That is a cost. You know it. You have this sense that there's more out for you. You have this sense that you could be doing more, making a change, contributing more, having different results. You know that. Okay, so number one way, feeling sheepish because you realize you're waiting for something to change that's outside of you or for somebody else to fix things. The second way is not feeling potential pride. Pride is such an amazing emotion that's available to you. The third thing we just said is you're actually hurting yourself by staying small because you know what you want, that you're meant for more, even if you don't know exactly what it is. And the fourth way is others that could be benefiting by you showing up in the world the way you sense that you could. Perhaps that's as a professional. Perhaps it's the way you show up and participate as a volunteer. It doesn't matter. That's a cost. Somebody out there needs what you have and you are not showing up for them. Now, the fifth way is passive consent to yourself to have regrets. You may not think that you're actually making a decision But in reality, you are. You're making a decision to stay stuck. Think about that. You kind of resign yourself that you're stuck, like it's a state of being. I know that that's how I felt about it. I had no clue that there was something I could actually do to change being stuck. I was definitely in the waiting game. And number six, not allowing yourself to share and be a mentor and role model to others who could be inspired by your action. And this includes your kids and other young people in your life. And I have to tell you, this is so important. Being a mentor at our age in midlife is so fulfilling for you. And it's so rewarding to others to see what you're doing. And now that I've made a pivot and I have a career as a midlife coach where I am so excited and I'm making a valuable contribution in the world. And and people are so excited to have this help that I'm now able to provide. Allowing myself to share and be that mentor is amazing to me. It feels so good, so fulfilling. And I hear from other people all the time that it is inspiring to them. So there they are. Six important ways that the cost of staying stuck is a problem. You are actually paying the price. There is a cost to it. Now, I couldn't help but be a tiny bit distracted when I was talking through this list of six actual costs associated with playing uh, the stuck waiting game. It was a sound. Do you hear it? Wait a second. Hang on a minute. Do you hear? Do you hear that sound? It's a collective ew from all of my listeners, right? Ew. Look at what else is going on when you allow yourself to stay stuck. It's not just about what you're not doing yet. 
That's what it feels like. But it's more than that. It's also what you're actually doing now that you don't realize you're doing. There's a direct cost effect to your decision to stay stuck. Yes, it's a decision. You are being stuck now. And I say this with love, but if you're just whining to your friends about how stuck you are and spinning and spinning and saying, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I should do. That sort of thing. You're actually making a decision to stay stuck. You may not like hearing this. I'm sorry about that, but sorry, not sorry. It's the truth. (laughs) Here's the memo that you need to read. You can take action to get unstuck even though you don't know exactly how to do it. Really, think about that. You can start to dream, think, spin, all of that. You can dream, think, and spin about what's possible. You can tweak your thinking so you're not only allowing all of this dream-squishing negativity and overwhelm. You can get help, hire a coach, commit to change. You can be honest with yourself about why you are choosing to stay small and stuck. You could decide right now, this second, that you're learning how to unstick yourself. That shift in your thinking can move a mountain of stuck. Seriously. Notice the difference in the way you feel when you think, I'm so stuck and I don't know what to do, versus I'm learning how to unstick myself. I'm learning how to get unstuck. That is a huge difference. You go from unmotivated and confused to hopeful and optimistic, from woe is me to wow, it is time for me. That is you being finally first. That's the kind of shift That is so important right now. The shift of you taking full responsibility for your life and your emotional well-being. And you don't need to make a huge change to start the shift. So you can't use that as an excuse anymore. I'm taking that one out of your toolbox of excuses. The shift starts with your mindset and your mindset is the way you think. This is something you can learn to have way more control over. And As an amazing woman in the middle, I think you owe this to yourself and to the world. Wasting valuable time and skills isn't noble. You don't need to be saved by your fairy godmother, (laughs) but standing up and committing to the best you that you can be, that is noble. And being the queen of your brain domain is your way forward. All right. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck and live your best life because there is way more fun to be had. If you want to finally focus on getting unstuck, like step on the gas already, there's no better mechanism, no better way when you know you're meant for more like this and you're wasting valuable time than to move forward with a community of women just like you. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and create your exciting next chapter. I want to invite you to apply to the Women in the Middle Academy. It's a six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast, but more importantly, you get expert coaching, curriculum, and a community to get clear about what you want so that you don't have regrets. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Go ahead and apply. Just fill out the quick and easy application when you book your momentum call, and we'll have a quick chat. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and you'll see the episodes there. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. 
I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. 